When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're cracking the code. I teach symbology. I expect you'll find the sun, the lantern, and a key. And saying goodbye to the squad. If this is to be our last ride, then let us go out in a blaze of glory. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, September 16th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. After recent seasons with titles including Winners at War, Island of Idols, Edge of Extinction, and David vs. Goliath, why, you may ask, is the latest season of Survivor simply called Survivor 41? Well, host Jeff Probst tells EW it's quite simple, telling our Dalton Ross, quote, As you know from our talks during Winners at War, we always envisioned our 40th season as the end of an era of Survivor. And here, I thought it was because they wanted to honor my age this year. Anyway, a new era then means new titling. Probst continues, quote, From a game standpoint, it seemed like the perfect opportunity to get away from seasons that were built around a casting theme or a major twist. That led to an easy decision to also do away with titles and just go with numbers for each season. Generation co-creator Zelda Barnes is speaking out on the show's cancellation on Tuesday by HBO Max, answering in an exclusive letter to EW many of the questions she's seeing fans ask about what is now the series finale. Among the many things she addresses is whether Mark was Patrick and Joe's third, if Riley would have gone to Reno with her dad, and whether Riley and Greta would have repaired their friendship. Most pressing... Who did Chester see on that rooftop that led to that final line, it's you? Barnes goes through the various theories, Riley, Nathan, Sam, maybe Chester's missing dad or the ghost of his mom. Barnes, though, has her own theory saying, quote, I always thought it should be Jay. Jay witnessed Chester's breakdown over the course of the night, and he knows how Chester's mind works when he's upset. I don't think any other character could both pinpoint exactly where Chester would go and then follow him there. You can check out Barnes's full letter, as well as other news, reviews, interviews, and more at EW.com. Now, let's call upon the power of Grayskull to reveal our number three pick, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. After July's more adult-oriented Masters of the Universe revelation, this new Netflix animated series offers a brand new He-Man for younger viewers. Once again, the series pits He-Man and his brave squad of rookie heroes against the sinister Skeletor, who's bent on capturing Eternia's kingdoms and its ultimate prize, Castle Grayskull. Both sides come armed with enchanted power weapons, transforming them into masters of the primal powers of the universe. But only one ultimately will prevail. Here's a preview. By the power of Grayskull, I have the power? 
What did it feel like? You turned into a big ol' He-Man! Were you still you on the inside, but you look like him on the outside? Or was he the same on the outside as he was on the inside, and you were somewhere else entirely? Ow! That's a lot of questions. The Master's nemesis have arrived. The power of Greyskull is a lie. Who's there? Why, Adam? Don't you recognize your Uncle Keldor? This is our fight, too. This might make a good warm-up before your kids are old enough for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. You can stream the new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe on Netflix now. Number two. Now, time to decode our number two pick, Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Fifteen years after The Da Vinci Code hit theaters, Robert Langdon is back on the small screen this time in a new series based on author Dan Brown's best-selling thriller. The show follows early adventures of Langdon, a young Harvard symbologist who must solve a series of deadly puzzles to save his kidnapped mentor and thwart a global conspiracy. Now, that's what they call practical experience. Here's a preview. Professor Langdon? I was expecting Peter. He asked me to let you know about an urgent situation. Hello? You will solve the great mystery. Peter will point the way. That's Peter's ring. As above, so below. Catherine, something's happened. It's your dad. He's been taken. I don't know exactly what's going on. I teach symbology. I expect you'll find the sun, the lantern, and a key. The hand of the mysteries. Did this person say what he wants? He wants me to locate an ancient portal buried within the capital and unlock it. That's Ashley Zuckerman, by the way, taking over the role of Langdon from Tom Hanks. And the Da Vinci co-director Ron Howard and producer Brian Grazer are on board as executive producers. We'd advise you not to hold your breath for a Hanks cameo, though. But stranger things have happened. You can kick off the adventure with the first episode of The Lost Symbol on Peacock now. Trivia. It's trivia time. Surprisingly, Tom Hanks was not Ron Howard's first choice for the role of Robert Langdon. Who was? Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, or Eric Bana? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Tacoma FD returns for its third season tonight. You can catch that at 10 o'clock on True TV. But what, you may ask, are its stars watching? We asked too. Here are Tacoma creator stars Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan to answer the question, what you watching? I'm Steve Lemmy. I'm Kevin Heffernan. We're from the show Tacoma FD. 
And uh, we're going to talk about what you're watching, right? Yeah. I'm watching uh, White Lotus right now mm. uh, on HBO. Good show. Big Steve Zahn fan. Well, that's the way to make an entrance into a TV series. I mean, that his opening shot in that series is quite memorable. It really is. I guess we, we don't have to tip it off, but no. no, it's fun. It's fun. It's smart. You should go watch White Lotus. Yeah, he was uh, he was he was brave for doing that. What you watching? What am I watching? I am watching. Uh, I just finished watching a show called Warrior. Oh yeah, I watched Warrior too, which you can find on HBO Max. As a matter of fact, I told you to watch Warrior. You did. Yeah. Uh, in case you don't know what Warrior is, it's uh, back. As I understand the legend, Bruce Lee was working on a TV series that he would play the lead in about the Chinese gang wars in the 1800s San Francisco. Yeah. And he was going to play the lead, and then he passed away. And his daughter has revived that. Uh, right. It's called Warrior, and there's a lot of ass kicking. Woof. And some actually very timely uh, stuff. There is. There is some uh, poignant uh, stuff that's in the zeitgeist. Yeah, and it's also historical. It's historical. Yeah, not hysterical, but historical. Uh, great show, though. Some great ass-kicking in that show. So much. And, uh, and If some, you like ass-kicking, watch Warrior. If you like ass-kicking and history <laughs> and timely material, then you'll like Warrior. And Bruce Lee, and sure. you like Warrior. If you like Steve Zahn and Connie Bertone... Then and, go watch White and, Lotus. And Alexandra Daddario, or if you just like saying the name, Alexandra Daddario, <laughs> watch White Lotus. Really a great series. Really a great really series. Ah, indeed it is. You can find both The White Lotus and Warrior streaming on HBO Max, where the first two seasons of Tacoma FD are also streaming. And now let's move from the firehouse to the precinct for our number one pick, the series finale of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. After five seasons on Fox, a cancellation, and three more seasons on NBC, the time has finally come to say goodbye to Jake, Amy, Holt, and the rest of the Nine-Nine crew. The network is playing it close to the bulletproof vest, so details are scarce on what's in store for the squad in this finale. We don't even have a preview clip to share. But we do have EW's Dan Sneerson here, who's been on the 99 beat for the past eight years, to look back on our time with this savvy, silly, socially conscious comedy. Hey, Dan, how's it going? I'm good. How you doing? I am well, thanks, and appreciate you joining us. To look back on the legacy of this show, really, uh, and a lot of that has to do with, uh, I think, the really diverse cast, especially for a network comedy. So let's talk about that first. For sure. Uh, when the show launched, you know, uh, the cast had two black men, two Latinx women, and it wasn't lip service. It wasn't a network note. It just felt organic. Like, this was their precinct. They've done a fantastic job of handling issues of race on the show. It's one of those shows, like as you tip to, very socially conscious. You know, it's a comedy and it can be very goofy, see Andy Samberg, but they really aren't afraid to hit big social issues. You know, in one episode, Terry Crews' character was racially profiled. Uh, Rosa came out as bi. They've tackled corruption in the NYPD. There was an active shooter episode and they kind of examined some of the trauma that comes along with that. So as goofy as they want to be, they still went there, which is admirable for a comedy. And certainly, you know, with Black Lives Matter, the show was not airing then. So they really tailored their storylines, right. you know, to address that in an appropriate way. And again, handled it very well. Mm-hmm. Aside from the diversity of the cast, we've just got to talk about how just fun this cast is. Uh, you look at someone like Andre Brower, who I think everyone knew he had the talent for this comedy, but he really got to shine in this show. 
Completely. I mean, those who knew him from Homicide, and there's sort of an extra layer of joke there. But this man committed so hard to this role, and he had that perfect counterbalance energy with Andy Samberg's, you know, the silliness that Andy would bring there. So the two of them together, those were always some of the best scenes of the show. You know, I believe he was only nominated, you know, once or or twice max, and that is truly speaking of uh, a police comedy and crime, that is the biggest crime that Andre Brower deserved to be nominated and win certain years. I mean, that performance he put on the screen is amazing. Yeah, 100%. You mentioned, uh, of course, a lot of the social issues that they tackled on the show, but I'm just curious, you know, when this show was launching on Fox, what was the big appeal and what did you really come to love about it? Yeah, for starters, again, going to that Holt-Jake relationship, it was just opposites attract and just done on a track they just clashed and it was just a perfect a weird you know jake didn't have a father figure so kind of looked at holt as a father figure but was in complete denial and was like freudian slipping all the time and uh that was really fun and um i think the jake amy relationship to me really grew into something wonderful again talk about counterbalance she was very you know type a and worked really well with him their wedding episode was fantastic where she actually kind of had her grow or you could say through immaturity and kind of coming down to his level a little bit and meeting him there. There was always uh, a Mm -hmm. lot of fun there. And I think when I think back, like you said, I think of those, the socially conscious episodes, but I think about the really cartoonish, complex, competitive Halloween episodes. They really top themselves (laughs) at Halloween every year. Each heist was like more complicated and crazier Uh than the last. And obviously uh, in the fifth installment, I think, which is called Halloween, that was the one where Jake did the surprise proposal to Amy. And again, for a show that could traffic in some real goofiness, truly like very understated. And it just felt really real. And I think, you know, Jake even says that she's like, is this how he's like, this is this is real right now. And you can kind of feel it through the screen. Uh, so that's what sticks out to me, too. But and as you said, just an incredibly deep cast. I wanted to go with, you know, Rosa on her adventures. The um, <laughs> the guest cast, uh, Jason Manzoukas as Pimento, who is completely deranged. Uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Doug Judy, obviously, Jake's relationship with Craig Robinson's character. There are, the, the world they built was a fun one. Yeah, for sure. So many great episodes to go back and revisit. I mean, the series as a whole, it's not that much of a commitment to binge eight seasons of a comedy, half hour episodes, and you can do all of that. Uh, They're all available on Hulu. That one hour series finale starts tonight at 8 p.m. on NBC. Dan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And here's the final tease. Here it is from NBC. The squad takes stock of their eight years together and looks toward their future. Read into that what you will, because there's not a lot to read into. Yeah, to that I say, noise. Night-night. Trivia. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Who was Ron Howard's first choice for the role of Robert Langdon in The Da Vinci Code? Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, or Eric Bana? Here's a little hint. It was another member of the Apollo 13 crew... The answer is Bill Paxton. The Twister star had to decline due to scheduling conflicts with the HBO series Big Love. 
Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall and Carly Usdin.